Agua. Attitude is encouraging. Attitude is inspirational. Attitude is aspirational. And even when you're down on the dumps, and I trust me, I know that feeling. <laughs> I know what it's like to feel like the world is going down because you suck and everything's just going south and you know, you want to wallow in your misery. And sometimes it's just, I'm going to sit on the couch and just have a beer, pour myself a glass of wine, just sit here and watch whatever the frick movie comes up. I don't care. Whatever it is, I'm just going to sit here and just let the world go by. And there's times when you want to do that. And if you came into it knowing that you had a plan and the plan was that you are going to have a philosophy of constructiveness and you're going to follow it up with an attitude of constructiveness, you'll be able to fight that feeling. Hi, I'm Rick Sanchez. So something weird happened to me this weekend after Thanksgiving and during Thanksgiving because the whole nation was celebrating it. And I guess this happens every Thanksgiving, right? Happens to you, happens to me. And that is that uh, we are done having a big meal as a family, and that's great. Um, And it used to be that we would then sit around and have a conversation and share ideas, but less and less is that what we do because we've now got this thing called the TV, right? Some people call the TV the talking box. And, And this is important because it does talk to you. But it used to be that after uh, we would have our meal, um, or sometimes during, we would all sit around and watch a football game because it was a football game every Thanksgiving. And that's been a part of tradition in America that we would all watch a football game. Now, listen to what I just said, right? I said, a football game. I'm talking to guys here, but I'm talking to women as well because I think we all kind of experience this. There's a difference between a football game and what we do now. See, it used to be there would be a game at 3.30. By then we had all eaten and then we'd sit down to watch the game. And it was always either the Dallas Cowboys and the uh, Detroit Lions. And it was kind of a tradition in America. But then they decided to add another game. So now they were doing one at, I think, like noon and then one at 3.30. So now we had to deal with two games. And the people who produce those games realized, oh my God, this is getting to be a big deal. People love this stuff. The ratings go up. So why don't we do three games? So now they have three games. So now there's a game at noon. And then there's a game at 3.30. And then there's another game at 7.30 or 8 o'clock. So what happens? Oh, and did I tell you? College football decided they're going to throw in a couple games too. So in between those games... They've got games being played in the Southwestern Conference between the Texas Longhorns or the Texas A&M team or the Big Ten or the SEC, whatever. There's a game there. Oh, and guess what? The NBA decided now that they're going to start playing on Thanksgiving Day. See, this used to be a day that was sacrosanct. This used to be a day that was important for America because it was important for families. You know? There's no more beautiful, beautiful family tradition than the Jewish tradition of Shabbat. There's nothing in the world more beautiful than Shabbat. I don't know, some of you who are listening to me happen to be Jewish and you get to experience that, and I envy you. 
Because every time any of my Jewish friends have invited me to celebrate Shabbat with them, I've fallen in love with the idea that it's a day when your religion says to you, stop working, stop the distractions, turn everything off, be contemplative, be in yourself, share time with your family, talk to your son, your daughter, your wife, your mother, because that's what life is really all about, or that's what life used to be all about. But then we stopped. Unless you're a very religious Jewish American or Jewish person, I got a chance to go to Israel and experience this with very Orthodox Jewish families, and they invited me to the home, and I celebrated Shabbat, and I wanted to cry. I've never experienced anything like that. I've never experienced the feeling of just complete separation. I don't think I'd ever in my life turned everything off. And that was before we had so many damn things to turn off. Imagine all the things we have to turn off today that we don't. So I celebrate Thanksgiving and I found myself on Thanksgiving Day, not watching one football game, not watching two football games, but watching three football games. Now, I know there was some of that that was okay because my sons were there and I love my sons and they love football and we grew up in a football family. And But my wife had nothing to do with any of that. My mother didn't want to be around that. Some of my other friends didn't care about football. But here I was in the TV room watching football games over and over and over again. And, and I thought to myself, never again. We do this to ourselves and we need to stop. Look, there's nothing wrong with planning your day around an event that you are going to prioritize. It's okay if you happen to love Wimbledon and Wimbledon's coming up and you're going to watch that match. You're going to discipline yourself to sit and watch that match and then walk away. Or better yet, record it. And well, you don't have to go through all those stupid commercials. The World Cup. Exactly. Jerry, you're right. If you love the World Cup and this is then that's 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 your poison, let it be your poison. But choose it. Be disciplined about it. Don't just sit there and say any football game will do or any tennis match will do or any anything will do. Don't sit there in YouTube just going from one video to the next for five hours relentlessly. Don't sit there on TikTok watching one stupid TikTok video after another. Don't just sit on Facebook reading every stupid thing that every moron writes. Be judicious. That's the lesson. Be judicious. Discipline yourself to choose whatever moment you want to choose that makes you happy and fulfills you, but doesn't rob you of your time. You know, you can ask a guy, because I have a lot of friends who, when I go to their houses, the first thing they want to show you is their setup. Come check this out. My man cave, my man cave. It is so cool. You got to see this. This TV has got a projector and it's got like 10 feet across and listen to the sound system I got. Oh my goodness. And then I asked them, well, how much did you pay for it? And they say, I got a great deal. The whole thing. I got for $2,500. It was on sale. And you know what I tell them? That's not what it costs you. 
And they say, why? What do you mean? I say, because I know what it cost you. You don't know what it cost you. They kind of look at me like I'm a little funny. And I say, what it costs you is probably, in terms of income, about another 50000 to to 100000 Because for every hour that you spend here that you could be spending learning a new skill or making yourself a better worker or a better boss, you would have probably improved your salary situation. You probably would have been promoted, but you're the guy who comes into work every week or every day or every Monday, and all you got to offer is the score of a football game you watched or a movie that you watched. Not enough. Not enough. You got to develop a skill set. So it didn't cost my friend $2,500 for, for that projector and the, uh, the speakers and that uh, pantalla, that screen. No. Probably cost you another 50 a grand to 100 grand. Not to mention what it costs you in terms of your relationships with your loved ones, your wife, your daughter, your son. I mean, think about it. You're sitting there in front of the TV for how long? But we all do this. I find myself doing this. I mean, it's, uh, you know. Um, look, don't get me wrong. I'm not being a prude. There's nothing wrong with some rest. But when you choose to rest, it should be a choice. It shouldn't be just blind loyalty to a couch and a TV set or blind loyalty to a to, to, to a chair and a computer or blind loyalty to sitting on your phone going through useless crap, which doesn't teach you anything. But we do that. We do a lot of that. And I found myself doing that on Thanksgiving. I watched three football games and then switched in between and watched a little bit of college football too. So I, I guess I watched four football games. Do the math. Let's do the math together. That's like three and a half hours per football game, right? Times three is nine, each half. That's 10 and a half hours in a day sitting, watching football. Add another two hours for, I guess, the other college games that I probably watched. That's what, 12 and a half hours of football? Smart? No, stupid. Stupid. I was stupid. Now, I know I could argue, look, it's only on Thanksgiving, but it's not. We have a tendency these days, especially, to do the things that help us the least. And we rest and relaxation. And if, and if part of rest and relaxation is once a week, I'm going to watch my favorite football team. It happens to be the Dallas Cowboys. And I'm going to watch my Dallas Cowboys play. Great. You made a conscious decision, you planned around the event, and you are preparing for it, and it's okay. But if you're going to watch any football game, and it doesn't matter whether it's the Dallas Cowboys, and you're just going to watch one game after another after another, that's not a choice. That is not a choice. That's just idle time. When you find yourself blowing idle time just blowing idle time on things that aren't necessarily constructive, you're making a huge mistake for yourself. I mean, 
it, it's, it, it's the same as people who go to work, but they're not really working. If all you want to do is pass time at work, then you're not going to learn anything. You're not going to grow. Oh, it's the same thing with your personal life. I mean, th- th- this is why I think it's so important, right, to remember this. When it comes to constructive time, it's not about the hours that you put in. It's about what you put into those hours. I mean, anybody could sit there and say, well, I was at work today. Yep, what'd you do? Well, I sat there for eight hours. But what'd you do? Well, I just the same thing that I did, you know, before, yesterday. That's not what we're talking about, right? Play hard, work hard. Play hard, work hard. You can't go wrong with those rules, right? Play hard, work hard. But when you play, and this is where you start getting into idle time, you can't let yourself get lost. You can't sit in front of the couch with a six-pack of beer watching three or four football games. You just can't. You can't sit on the couch eating chips and cookies and candy or drinking beer and watching football games. Just like you can't do that. I'm using football games because it happened to be my example because we just celebrated Thanksgiving not too long ago. And I'm sitting here thinking, okay, what did I do on Thanksgiving? Well, I was not constructive. I was not constructive. And I, I just get this sense that technology is getting the best of us. And, and it's okay to find your Shabbat. Find your Shabbat. F- find your, find your, your way of turning it off. You know, it's, po- it, it's amazing the words, but think about it. The word online. Online. I'm online. It should really be off track because it's possible to be online and off track. You go online to spend idle time, wailing away hours on crap. Too few of us decide to go online for constructive information or energy where we're actually looking for something that we can use, that we can plug in. Instead, we just sit there for hours looking for, looking through whatever it is that comes our way. So I I think really one of the biggest decisions and one of the most important decisions that we can make is using our time to get information, not just something that fills the time. I mean, it's almost like the only way that we can do that, though, again, is the idea that we often talk about on this podcast is consistent discipline, right? So you have to come up with a philosophy and you come up with an attitude to follow. Let me say that again. You've got to come up with a philosophy and an attitude to follow. Your philosophy is, I am going to spend at least three to four hours every day working on the following things. I'm going to learn a new skill and I'm also going to spend some of that time having an important discussion with my husband or my wife. And I'm also going to dedicate some of that time to 
have a conversation with my daughter or my son. Or maybe it's my mother. Or whatever you decide to do, but that's your philosophy. My philosophy is constructive. And to be constructive, I am going to separate out some hours in my calendar on this day or maybe every day, and I'm going to write it down so that I can complete and fulfill it. Because I'll tell you right now, and you know this, I don't even have to tell you this, you know this, if you don't do that, you're going to end up with the least common denominator. And what's the least common denominator? You open up your MacBook Pro or your PC or you get on your mobile device or you sit in front of your couch and you turn on the TV and you have nothing on your schedule that says, I have to go spend time with my daughter or my wife, or I have to learn this new skill, or I've got this new book I have to learn, or I have to do this thing that I had planned, or I have to call my mother or whatever it is. And since you don't have it planned, you ain't going to do it. <laughs> That's right. I said, ain't. You ain't going to do it because it's not there. So you need to develop a philosophy of constructive effort. And too many times we don't have any kind of philosophy, so we don't do it. The next thing you got to do is you got to change your attitude, right? You got you to just say to yourself, I have to have the attitude of someone who chooses to be constructive. My attitude is I want to be a winner and I want to be a learner and I want to be someone who at the end of the day looks in the mirror and says, I feel good about what I did today. I feel good about what I did today. I wanted to learn this skill and I did it. And I feel good. If at the end of the day, you're getting ready to go to bed, turn out the lights. And before you look in the mirror to brush your teeth, you say to you, you see somebody and all you can say about that person that you're looking at is, I watched four football games today. Big freaking deal, right? I was on TikTok for an hour. Big freaking deal. I was on YouTube today looking at YouTube videos for two and a half hours. Big freaking deal. You're, you're gen after a while, you're not going to like that. You're, you're not going to like that attitude. You know, attitude is encouraging. Attitude is inspirational. Attitude is aspirational. And even when you're down on the dumps, and I trust me, I know that feeling. <laughs> I know what it's like to feel like the world is going down because you suck and everything's just going south and, you know, you want to wallow in your misery. And sometimes it's just, I'm going to sit on the couch and just have a beer, pour myself a glass of wine, just sit here and watch whatever the frick movie comes up. I don't care. Whatever it is, I'm just going to sit here and just let the world go by. And there's times when you want to do that. And if you came into it knowing that you had a plan and the plan was that you are going to have a philosophy of constructiveness and you're going to follow it up with an attitude of constructiveness, you'll be able to fight that feeling. Because, yeah, you're going to feel like shit. And you're going to be pissed off because of what happened, which could be that things aren't going well at work. 
things aren't going well with your relationship. Your boyfriend just broke up with you. So you're going to sit in front of the TV and eat bonbons or drink beer. But if you knew because you have a, a personal philosophy, you've written it on your door in your bedroom or in your office that says, I will accomplish every day these things and I will be constructive. That is my philosophy of life. Every day I will learn something new and I will never allow myself to not do it. And sure, every once in a while, I'm going to give myself a break and I'm going to sit and maybe have a glass of wine or maybe have enjoy a tennis match or a football game or whatever it is, a good movie on TV. But I'm not going to let that become, <laughs> I'm not going to let that become the norm. And the way that you can avoid that is by having a personal philosophy and having an attitude. You know, look, a lot of people are going to think that the reason I'm saying these things is because I'm all about doing these things because it's the only way to gain status or to gain wealth. No, to hell with status and wealth. Sure, you'll probably more, be more apt to accomplish status and wealth if you do this. In the end, it's because if you don't do this, you won't acquire knowledge and you won't acquire wisdom. And wisdom is its own reward. Wisdom is its own reward. When, when you set yourself up to learn new ideas, to gain new knowledge, you, you are now wealthy. Not because it will make you rich, because you're wealthy with ideas. You're wealthy with knowledge. Wisdom is its own reward. Strive every single day to be wiser. Just strive to be wiser. If you're wiser, you will be better. Not because it'll make you rich. Not because it'll give you status. Not because you'll be an influencer. Not because you'll get uh, upgraded or promoted. No. Will those things happen? Probably. Yes. When you have more wisdom, those things tend to happen. But don't do it for that. Don't do it for that. I'm telling you, wisdom is its own reward. And wisdom does not come in a football game. A football game is fine. Gather some buddies and watch a football game. A fashion show is fine. The Emmys are fine. Get your girlfriends and watch the Emmys. A little bit of social media, okay. Too much, no. There's no wisdom there. You're just getting the same crap they're giving to everybody else and you didn't choose it. <laughs> if it doesn't come from you, it ain't going to be wisdom. They're just giving that to as many people as they can. They're programmed to hit 50, 100, 5 million, 10 million, a billion people all at once. Let's feed them this one little piece of crap here. This game, this movie, this idea, this TikTok video, whatever it is. That's it. You didn't pick it. Wisdom has, has to be chosen by you, right? The receiver has to choose his wisdom. You have to say, I 
Rick Sanchez, I suck at understanding M&A. I don't know anything about mergers and acquisitions. I need to understand if I'm going to start a business, we're going to, we're going to be rolling up other businesses. I need to understand the legal framework behind mergers and acquisitions. I need to understand what it is if I'm going to offer some seller to buy his business. How is it that I measure his EBITDA? How is it that I measure, what is EBITDA? And, and how is EBITDA different from earnings? And, and how do I understand what his real estate is worth? I don't know any of this stuff. I'm a moron. Oh, my God. So you know what I did recently? I went and got a book on M&A. And I, all that stuff that I just told you about, I read about it. And I sat there for hours on end understanding M&A. I never went to law school. I don't have a law degree. So I need to teach myself what, how M&A works. And I need to teach myself the basic principles of mergers and acquisitions because I'm now going into a business where I want to do some mergers and acquisitions. And sure, I'm going to have people who are smarter than me who have been doing this for years and I'm going to rely on their experience, but I'm not going to go in blind. Now, do you think that I would have gotten that if I would have just sat around and watched TikTok videos? Do you think I would have gotten that if I would have sat around watching movies? No, I would not have. So I forced myself to look for information specific to what I need. What is that? It's wisdom. Wisdom is its own reward. Wisdom is its own reward. If you go in thinking, oh yeah, I'm going to do this because I want to make more money, or if, or better yet, because you will make more money. I'm going to do this for status, or I'm going to do this because I need to be rich, or I'm going to, you'll probably attain it, but it's not the right reason. There's one, I love this saying. I, I love this saying. And I think I've shared it with you in the past. And it goes like this. Somebody says to you, you should make a goal in your life to make a million dollars. Now, that's funny, right? And you say, do you know why you should make a million dollars? And what are you going to say? Of course, I know why I want to make a million dollars. That's the greatest thing in the world, man. I have a million dollars. A million dollars is a million dollars. Imagine a million dollars. I want to have a million dollars. That'll make me feel good to have a million dollars. I'll be rich. That's why I want to have a million dollars because a million dollars is a lot of money. No, that's not right. That's not the answer. The reason to make a goal in your life to attain a million dollars is because of what it will make of you to attain a million dollars. You see, it's the journey. It's the journey. It's not the destination. I mean, I happen to have made many, 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 millions of dollars in my life. I had no idea I was going to, but I did have a plan. And the plan wasn't just to say a certain number, but I did have a plan that I would make that money. And in the process of making that money, what did I gain? Wisdom. All that I share with you now, I've learned because 
I was somewhat successful because I set my eye on all of these things. And now you probably know, look me up if you don't. Do a Google search on Rick Sanchez. I am an absolute failure in so many ways. I am highly imperfect and have screwed up so many times. And I've had to bounce back from disaster after disaster. And it's been hard and it's been painful. But you know what else I got? From all of those disasters, I ended up with a success. And from all of those successes, I ended up with some wealth. But it's not the wealth. And it's not the success. So what is it? Why do you want to gain a million dollars in your life for what it will be make of you to gain those million dollars? That journey toward those million dollars will change you. You will learn things. I will not have a successful M&A company where I do mergers and acquisitions and I buy other people's companies and roll them up into one so that we can grow together and have this huge EBITDA. And then maybe possibly one day we'll take the company public on Wall Street and we'll be able to have some wealth together. It'll be me and about five, six, seven hundred other people that I can do this with. Great. But I can only do that if I gain the wisdom, right? The knowledge of how to do that, right? That's why I make this point. That's why it's so important. You don't get that wisdom. All of the people I know who are wealthy, they don't sit in front of the TV for three hours watching football games. All the people I know who are wealthy, they're not on TikTok. All the people I know who are successful or wealthy, and by the way, they're not all good people. And some of them are dumb as shit, just to be honest with you. But I will say this about them. They don't spend idle time on crap. Most of the people I know who are wealthy do not sit on TikTok for hours. They don't sit on Facebook for hours. They don't sit watching cable news for hours. They don't sit watching football games for hours. They are constructive. And because they're constructive, they have become wise. And because they have become wise, then guess what? For them, wisdom has become its own reward. Wisdom has become for them its own reward. It's, it's, it's a good note to live on. It really is. Jot that down. Wisdom is its own reward. It can make you constructive. It can change you. And it can certainly make you more successful in whatever it is that you want to succeed in. I'm Rick Sanchez. And this is the Rick Sanchez Podcast. And I'm so glad to be able to share this with you because, look... Like I've said, I've learned a few things along the way, many of them because I've been beaten over the head. And I want to share with these things with you because I want you to grow. And that's why we do this. It's called the Rick Sanchez Podcast. Sometimes we talk a little bit about politics, but for the most part, we talk about life and we talk about growth and we talk about the things that inspire and aspire. And that's what we're here to do. You can catch this podcast on Spotify or on Apple or go to our website and leave me a note. Go to uh, aguamedia.com, aguamedia.com. I think we've got a place there where people can leave notes, right? Yeah, yes. I think we do. And if not, we make, we'll make sure we will. And of course, if you happen to watch some of this messaging on, uh, on uh, the YouTube thing, then... Subscribe, you say. Here you go. That's Jerry in the background. We'll be looking for you again. Dale, andale. Y vamos con todo.